Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode. We're so excited to be back today. It's been a while, so happy new year. It's even though we're a little bit late. It's just me, Kate, right now, but Kaylee will be joining us for today's interview. Our interview is with Hannah and Josh. So we have a husband and wife on today's episode, and we're so excited. It was so fun to hear about Hannah's home birth from both of their perspectives at the same time. It was really cool. It was something so different, and we hope to do it again in the future. So you just have to listen to Hannah's beautiful story and they are actually both chiropractors and that really played a role in her pregnancy and after birth as well so check it out and we hope that you guys like it oh and before we begin today's episode please don't forget to give us a rating on itunes we really love seeing your reviews and it helps us to be seen by other people so thanks guys hi hannah and josh thank you so much for joining us today Thanks for having us on. Yeah. yeah, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your family and what you guys both do. Um, so Josh and I are both chiropractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from South Africa and Josh is from Ontario in Canada. And we met in 2015 at a student chiropractic conference in the States where Josh was studying chiropractic. Um, and then... Yeah, kept in contact as friends for a while after that. And eventually Josh did a trip out to South Africa and we started dating and did long distance from literally opposite sides of the world. Wow. (laughs) If you drill a hole through the earth from Canada or from the States, you come out like just off the coast of South Africa. So literally opposite (laughs) sides. That's so cool. That's but I I was in a long distance relation. My husband is British, but it's the the time difference probably isn't as great as yours was. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, eight or eight, nine, ten hours difference is a little rough, but <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A baby now. Yeah. Yeah. We got married at the end of 2018 in South Africa, and then we've been living in Kelowna ever since. And yeah, yeah this is where we are now. Oh, awesome. So, can you guys tell us a little bit about how you decided to start your family and what was your journey like to getting pregnant? Uh, the goal from kind of both our sides upon getting married is we decided that we wanted to have three years by ourselves to get to know each other and invest in our relationship together and travel and do lots of big hikes and adventures and activities. We like outdoors, sports and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the goal is to have three years of being married just by ourselves, but obviously sometimes you get surprises and sometimes (laughs) plan is different than yours so (laughs) there's that (laughs) so just as as COVID started um, there's some changes in business and changes in uh, family stuff that was going on and then one day Hannah was a little bit uh, late or not one day but she one of her one of her cycles she was a little late which she usually is not at all and Mm -hmm. and eventually we're like oh this is four or five days late now so we went and <laughs> got a test and sure enough there was a line where there should be a line when <laughs> oh my gosh we hear that a lot it's really hard to plan <laughs> oh yes we have one of those covidarians one of the first ones yes 
fun. So that must have been a huge shock. But then how did your pregnancy go once you came to terms? <laughs> pregnancy was actually pretty good, like pretty easy going. Um, I had some nausea in first trimester, but no like throwing up and not like severe nausea. Um, and then, yeah, overall pregnancy was really good. Um, we, I was able to like, keep pretty active during the whole pregnancy. Like we did a couple of multi-day hikes mm -hmm. um, and I did CrossFit throughout pregnancy, um, got adjusted throughout pregnancy for us as chiropractors. That was very important. So I think I'd get adjusted about twice a week. Um, just working on my pelvis and hips and getting everything ready for the baby to pass through. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so overall pregnancy was, I think compared to what a lot of people experience, it was pretty comfortable and easygoing. Yeah, that's awesome. She had some, she had some nausea, like some morning sickness in the mm -hmm. first trimester, but it was kind of like when she'd wake up and then I'd make her uh, toast with some egg and then she'd eat it and then she'd be good. No more nausea. So it was yeah, that's nice. Deep. Yeah, nice and simple that way. That's great. Yeah. So did you always know you wanted a natural birth? Is this something that came like kind of hand in hand with chiropractic care? We hear this a lot that you're, they, that community seems more open to natural birth and home birth. Um, so how did that come about? So I've known for a while that I wanted to have a drug-free birth, um, but home births in South Africa are not that common. Um, so I always thought I'd just have a hospital birth and turn down the drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started when I met Josh and started chatting to him and we struck up a friendship. Then he actually introduced me to the idea of, um, being extra hippie and having a home birth. Oh, wow. When we met, we were a little bit different on thoughts and philosophies in, in the chiropractic world. There's, um, very large continuum of where you can be as far as uh, thought processes of what chiropractic is used for and your lifestyle that you live out of that as well. Um, and my family, I grew up, even when I was 15 years old, I was seeing a chiropractor who is what we'd call a very vitalistic uh, chiropractic office. Um, so talking about uh, getting adjusted, having a healthy mindset, eating proper nutrition, exercising regularly, getting rid of toxins. That's just all I've really known since I was 15 years old. Um, so the school I went to as well was very much um, along those lines too. So when Hannah and I met, there were some differences in philosophies and thoughts, and it was fun being able to uh, get her on board. <laughs> get her, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <so. laughs> I the, the crazy. Well, I don't know what your word was, but like crazy weird chiropractic kid with all these old school thoughts and philosophies and whatever yeah <laughs> but here she is now yeah exactly. it's funny because it's usually the opposite that we hear it's yeah. usually like yeah. the wife is on board and the husband's like what but <laughs> it's fun to hear that, that you were doing yeah, the, the switch mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess for you Hannah what was your reaction you got from family when you told them that you were going to have a home birth uh, my family was very supportive and I think your family as well, Josh. Yeah. You're pretty open. I think the, in the, again, in the chiropractic circles that we roll with, it's super common. Like most of my mm -hmm. friends had home births. Oh, um, wow. That's awesome. Home births. So it's, it's not a taboo thing at all. I think people around us, uh, our families, I think my family knows that there is kind of more on the natural side anyways. And they know I'm 
more natural than natural they are. So they, anyways, they expected that. And I think Pamela's family was pretty good with it yeah, too. Yeah, I think we had some friends that were like quite skeptical. Like one of my really good friends, um, she's also a nurse and she's worked in like um, labor and delivery. And she was like a bit horrified. <laughs> so risky like there's so much that can go wrong and she was quite right. vocal on what she believed with that um and then there were a couple of other friends that were also like oh but what if something goes wrong and questions. Yeah, yeah that's that's the big one that's what we hear all the time and i think it's really important to um to be able to get that out there and tell your story so people know it's normal and safe yes yep. yeah so how, what did you do to prepare yourself? Did you do any reading or take any classes? We did, yeah. So Josh took a daddy doula course awesome. <laughs> through a guy in the States. What was his name? I don't remember. Okay, so he's actually, the, this guy was a doula or is a doula. And um, he has been at like thousands of births and now he helps dads to get ready. For and be emotionally person. connected. That's which, good. That's good. Yeah. So when he's like... One of his classes, he says, maybe your wife, all she wants you to do is hold her hand and tell her that she's beautiful while she's giving birth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I would have never thought that by myself. So uh, my one recommendation, one of the recommendations for any dads that listen to this is figure it, ask your doula, do a class on how to be emotionally connected to your wife in general, but also in labor and delivery too, because um, I would just be trying to do all the things that fix problems, not be... Um, yeah find things to her all the time so that's, that's, that's that is great because that mm -hmm. yes i my husband's the same way he's like frantic trying to run around trying to fix things but really like all i needed was somebody just there pressing your back and being like you're doing great you're doing you know yeah and i think a lot of times um the dad just thinks that they should stay silent because you know they they're see scared, what's yeah. happening and they're kind of yeah they're scared but they're not sure what to say but yeah just like Anything positive, anything positive that yes. you can is, is so, so helpful. Yeah. So that's a good reminder <laughs> for any dads listening. Yeah. Of course, um, we, you did like another course as well. We read a book. Yeah. I read The Birth Matters by Anime Gaskin. Mm -hmm. That was a very helpful one. And then we watched The Spinning Babies um, course. And mm -hmm. birthing book, chiropractic birthing book. Oh, birth um, with the well-adjusted babies. It's a it's a chiropractic uh, birthing and pregnancy book. Um, and we we watch the orgasmic birth podcast. Or, I mean, video or part of it. <laughs> um, and then other things to prep for, like yeah, getting adjusted regularly throughout pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and then staying fit and strong was a big thing as well and being able to like work out but in a safe way yeah uh, definitely because i think the whole time was like we were just like birth is going to be the most um the most extreme amrap that i've ever done <laughs> so, <laughs> like, physically ready for it yeah exactly it's so and important a really helpful thing was um, i saw a pelvic floor physio in town um i was only thinking about seeing her after the birth but one of my friends had said that one of the best things she did was see a pelvic floor specialist during her pregnancy. Um, so I saw Melissa DeSorlis in Kelowna and it was so helpful um, just picking up areas where I didn't even know that I was like holding tension in my pelvic floor yeah. and then working on techniques to 
actively relax it. Um, mm-hmm. Meaning, because everyone thinks, well, a lot of people think you've just got to do Kegels and strengthen your pelvic floor as much as possible. Um, but it's actually about relaxing it completely so that it can stretch how it needs to. So that was super helpful. That's interesting. Um, and it was, it was interesting how much I remembered during the birth process. Like I thought all her tips and cues would have gone out the window, but I felt so clear minded and I was able to remember the specific cues we had worked on and relaxing certain parts of my pelvic floor. So that was something that was super helpful as well. Yeah, I've actually never heard of someone going to one before they give birth. I think that's that's that could be huge. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, material online. Her her um, business is called Mommy Berries Health. Okay. There's also a lot of stuff like she's got a, a push plan guide that moms can do leading up to um, giving birth and different exercises that people can um, yeah can do in preparation for birth. And she's got quite a good online presence as well. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, I think seeing her in person was a huge benefit because she could tailor it to where my attention was in my pelvic floor. Oh, for um, sure. But it was, yeah, really beneficial to see her before. Yeah. So, how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Um, excited. I was really excited for the birth process itself. Um, I see, so I specialize in pediatrics and pregnancy in chiropractic and I adjust uh, moms during labor quite, quite a bit. So um, the whole process of labor really excites me and I was actually quite excited for it. I think as it got closer, I had more like nerves and like, well, it's, yeah, just, I think the normal nerves of like, what is this actually going to feel like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haven't done this before. Or am I going to know I'm in labor? <laughs> that kind of thing. But that's so that's so cool. I love hearing when moms are excited. That's exactly how I felt too. And it's 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 just so exciting. You don't know when it's going to happen, and you don't know. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. just it's a cool thing. Yeah. Well, I think Han too. She was a little nervous too because uh, throughout her like uh, when she's not pregnant, her normal cycle is like extremely painful for her. And so she's kind of nervous is like, am I going to be able to handle all the pain? Am I not going to handle it with like a drug free natural birth? The goal is home birth, no interventions, no drugs. Like that's the, what we were shooting for. Obviously anything can happen within um, labor and delivery as well, but that was the kind of goal. But I think the, one of the worries you would voice was like, if are my, are the pains that I usually experience, are they going to still be there? Or am I, uh, really pain tolerance and those are extreme pains or is labor going to be way crazier or what's going to happen right. so they, the questions there were yeah yeah the, so, the not knowing what to expect is yeah uh, yeah <laughs> it can be scary. a little scary <laughs> so when did your contraction start hannah and when did you know when to contact your midwife so i had some breaths and hicks in the last few weeks um and i would say they were like moderate listening to how some people's are but like there were times when I was adjusting at the office and I was like okay I need to like cancel the shift and go home like I think there was one time where it was like that bad um but yeah so I had that on and off and I also started losing my mucus plug like a couple weeks before Mm -hmm. um so I actually had my first sign of real labor was actually my waters breaking I didn't have any contractions before (laughs) so (laughs) happened two and a half weeks before our due date so it was oh okay yeah wow 
Yeah, you're like, I oh, know, I'm supposed to have time left. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was, we were sleeping. It was 4.45 in the morning and I woke up to my water's breaking and I was like, Josh, my water's broke. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sitting in a puddle, come on. <laughs> it's either that or I peed myself, so. <laughs> so um, we woke up and we like changed the sheets and then it was five o'clock and Josh, it was a Wednesday morning. Josh usually has a men's group that he meets up with, like some guys from our church. Um, and they meet at like 5.36. So he was like, well, we're up now. I'm just going to start getting ready for that. Because you weren't having any contractions. Yeah. So. And we had mentally prepared ourselves for like first birth. It's going to be like 24 hours or more, like the whole labor process. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh was like, do you mind if I still go to my men's group at 6 a.m.? And I was like, yeah, I think that's fine. Like, I don't have any contractions. I'll just go back to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, do you think you're going to go to work today? And he was like, yeah, probably we can like play it by ear, but probably not going to happen today anyway. Um and like a minute after having that conversation, I had like my first real contraction and it was so intense. Like I was in the kitchen, I got keeled over the kitchen counter and then dropped to all fours. Um, oh wow. And then the next one came three minutes later and they were lasting like a minute and a half. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> no build up for you. They <laughs> just stayed at that intensity. Yeah, that was Oh fun. wow. There was no easing into labor for you. <laughs> yeah, so she skipped like the pre, I mean, pre-labor might have been the Braxton Hicks, which yeah, right. yeah. your body was just getting ready at that at, during that time. Four, and then um, your like yeah, there was no, there wasn't really any first stage-ish because she went from waters breaking and no contraction contractions to me saying I'm going to going to work or going to the going to the men's study and then a minute later dropping to the floor in pain and then writhing in pain after that. So there was a, wow. uh, her body was like, Nope, you're staying home with me. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so the- how long after that did your midwife show up? So um, we phoned the midwives once we realized that like, the contraction had been going three minutes apart for maybe 10 minutes. Eh? Yeah. We just phoned them and let them know. And they were like, okay, great, monitor for an hour and then let us know if it's still like that. Um, So we did that. And in that time, because the birth was, things had started so much sooner than we had thought they would, there was so much to still do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was running around like a madman is what that was. Wow. We were supposed to have a birth tub, like we had rented one, but they wouldn't come till the two days later on the Friday because they gave it a window. So we're playing the birth tub in this room we're sitting in right now and there were like fairy lights set up and words of affirmation on the walls and pictures and like just sentimental things all set up for a nice environment. Um, so there was no birth tub and with Hannah just going from waters breaking as a surprise and then starting to have contractions every three minutes, I would be like timing the contractions and getting her water and patting her back, squeezing her pelvis a little bit and sometimes she didn't want it. Um, and then calling the midwife, calling the doula, calling all the people. And just like for about an hour and a half, I was frantically um, trying to get prepared. And um, it's definitely an experience. Yeah. <laughs> the joke is well, early on in pregnancy, Josh wanted to do it just with him and I. Like 
no doula, no one else there. Like At one point, he was even like, do we even need a midwife? Like, people have done this in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny for him to have his hour and a half of a taste of what it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> did, your, did your thoughts on that change, Josh, in that hour and a half? Were, were you waiting um, for the midwife? <laughs> No, well, like, yeah, as if I was like, all right, back up. Where are you? Where are you? But <laughs> I think that's uh, like overall, it was a good experience. It was just, it was just very different. It's something we'd obviously never done before, and that mm-hmm. was quite a surprise. If she had come like forty weeks, here's December thirty first. All right, great, cool. Um, she's here, but she came a lot earlier, and so I had to kind of get things organized real quick. So there's a lot of running around the house and trying to do things for Hannah. And then while I'm doing something, Hannah would be like, Josh, another contraction. And then <laughs> back and making sure she's not passing out from pain and all that good stuff. Oh. So how were you coping with that intensity? Primal <laughs> 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 <Promal> noises. <laughs> Um, we live in a duplex, so we have people above us, and um, we just recently got new neighbors, and they're a lovely French couple, but we, we hadn't pr- warned them yet that we were doing a home birth, <laughs> and so they, um, they woke, up. woke up, and they messaged, and they figured out. Everything how- okay down there? <laughs> so the husband was like, well, the guy was like, um, Josh, let me know, like, if you need any help, like, in a couple of carrying her out to the car to take her to the hospital, <laughs> carry her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six a.m. They got a nice, a couple large, very loud guttural noises, and I think that uh, that woke them up. And anyways, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's part of the coping. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Um, I had a tens machine that I started early, which was really great. Um, our doula had given it to us. Um, so that was something that I used for pain control. Um, and then Josh had brought like a thick exercise mat that I'd spent most of the labor on in that time, like on all fours and leaning like on my knees, leaning on the couch. Um, so I think it was mostly just finding positions that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as things got more intense, I was just on my side mostly. And then, yeah, so that happened, went on for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and water's just continuing to like break. Um, and then it reached a point where like mm. it was the most painful of like the whole labor. Um, and my body started um, to do something called the fetal ejection reflex. Mm-hmm. where It was like pushing without me doing anything actively. And it was quite an interesting feeling. Like I'd, I think I'd actually heard about someone experiencing that for the first time on one of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, was, I was like familiar with it, but I was surprised that like I got to experience it and like felt quite honored. That I got yeah, to that's so <laughs> cool. So yeah. I called Josh and I'm like, my body's doing that like thing on its own. And I could literally like see, so like she's on her side and during most of the contraction, like she's convulsing on the ground, like her feet are shaking, her legs are shaking. And it was um, pretty crazy. Uh, so like just thinking back on that. But then I could literally see like her, her uterus, her stomach, it'd be round. And then all of a sudden it wouldn't be near as round. And she's like, Josh, I'm not pushing. I'm not moving. It's just <laughs> body's just doing this. And I was wow. like, oh, it's intense. So, it's so I had, I had it with my first and I didn't know what it was at the time. And I remember I was in the hospital and the nurse kept saying, don't push. 
and I wasn't pushing, but I was like, but it's just, it felt like, like I've heard someone explain it. If you haven't experienced this as you're throwing up, but you're throwing up a baby out of your vagina instead of throwing up like, <laughs> you know, a it, description, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like involuntary, you know, you can't stop yourself from throwing up. You can't, it's a really, it's oh, a wow. very bizarre feeling, but it's, it's very cool. So I think by the time it reached like convulsing and contractions the whole time were like two and a half to three minutes apart um, and a minute to a minute and a half long, like from the start they were. And so we monitored it for it probably about an hour, almost an hour and a half. And then we called the midwives back and I was like, hey, no, the contractions are still happening. They're like a minute and a half to two minutes apart. Now you guys should come. And they're like, yep, we're going to get there real soon. So they, um, the midwives uh, came pretty quick and we're, we're just down the road from where they're they have a little center in town or a little like office space birthing and we're, suite. we're birthing suites yeah. and offices so they um they're able to make it over pretty quick and our doulas our, our doula i she's a friend of ours and we had um i'd let her know earlier on that hannah was having problems uh, or not problems but she was going into labor and mm -hmm. just having <laughs> a lot of pain um and then just from that whole hour hour and a half of like me running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Um, I didn't respond to any more texts and didn't have time to text or call or anything like that. So uh, literally like I told her, I was like, hey, Hannah's having this, her water broke, or here's your contractions. And she's like, is she all right? And then there's a couple more other text messages. And then it's just like, she was on, and then she just appeared in our house. So she just made her way over without us kind of telling her to, and just like, all right, I think I gotta go. So. <laughs> Figured it out, yeah. <laughs> so, so how long had you been in labor when you you know this the birth team fetal. showed up <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah the fetal ingestion yeah you're already like pushing at this point <laughs> yeah oh, two hours two and a half oh, wow yeah. that is that's that's quick <laughs> yeah yeah cool. so what wow. happened when you're when you, when everyone showed up you're basically actively pushing what what did your midwives say do they just kind of encourage you to keep going um so it wasn't active i hadn't like started actively pushing yet it was just the fetal ejection reflex and mm -hmm. i was not doing anything to encourage it um so my doula showed up first and she put some essential oils on my back and um she had made this amazing like um, labor aid mixture with berries and lemon and so she was feeding me that um and then the midwives showed up and they were like okay we need to move you to the bed so that we can check dilation um and so I moved to the bedroom and they checked me and they were like, cool, you're fully dilated. You can <laughs> hold start on, hold on, hold on. Uh, So that was funny because Hannah, Hannah had never been checked for dilation, obviously checked for dilation before. And we didn't really know what that was, but the midwife just like, all right, so I'm going to be checking for your, to see how dilated you are. And essentially my hands are just going to reach up and just check. And she's like, oh, okay. And so the midwife like sticks her whole hand up and like checks to, for the dilation. And Hannah, like in that moment, um, she was like, what are you doing? And just like screams <laughs> at the midwife and just like loses it. And she's like, no, no, I got to check and see what's going on. And she's like, she totally didn't expect someone's um, whole hand to be up her vagina was, at that point. In time. It was just way more painful than I thought it would be. Espe yeah, especially when you're that far along and your body is like trying to get everything out of there. It doesn't really want something oh, going back yeah. up. Like, no. <laughs> It like, does not feel good. <laughs> no. It was fully dilated at that point. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. So you, you were ready for a 24 hour later labor and here you are two hours later, like, all right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> then she was like, um, so I was like, okay, cool, Josh, you organized the first pool, right? And he was like, nope. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to phone the, um, the lady who did the rental. Um, so I was like, well, I need water just from like, from a paint, helping with pain perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, okay, we'll use our bathtub then. And our bathtub is so small. It's like one of those shower and bathtubs together. And mm-hmm. I don't even bath in it. Like, I love bathing, but I don't choose to bath in ours because it's so small and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so you get in there with your big belly. And <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I need water. So um, I'm the midwife, ran the bath. And, or yeah, I do the ran the bath and then got in. Um, and then that the whole part of being in the bath and like pushing and stuff was way less painful than everything before. Mm-hmm. So I like really helped with that a lot. Um, and also just being able to push was like productive rather than just experiencing the pain. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Agree. I feel like it was uh, that the pushing part wasn't actually that painful. Um, so I pushed in the bath for, Probably two hours. Um, Yeah. So that was longer than what I was expecting it to be. Mm -hmm. I think part of it was the position. So like if I'd been in a birth tub, I would have been able to um, like go on my haunches or um, sit more upright and have more help with gravity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was side lying and just alternating between the sides in our very tiny bath. Um, <laughs> so at one point the midwife said okay like if you want you can get on the toilet and just do a few pushes there to see like gravity help things speed up a bit um and there was a huge progress with that like yeah. i think i did like three or four pushes on the toilet yeah um and you could just like see the progress you see like the baby's little baby sailors her head uh starting to come down into the like uh push out the perineum you couldn't yeah. see your head at that point in time but you see like the roundness starting to form and just it her descending lower which is really really cool yeah it's cool really to see the cool. progress of when she started uh pushing to how she kind of moved through it yeah yeah and josh was really great with like his words of affirmation and like throughout the whole labor process and especially with pushing when he could like when everyone arrived he could just be like by my side and saying all the like the right things um, Mm -hmm. run around so he was really great with that but one of the funny things he said (laughs) when I was on the toilet like a few days before we had watched this really beautiful video of an elephant birthing Um, (laughs) it was just it was so nice to see because it was like nature just like the elephant was just like listening to its body and you could see it like side to side and then um, it would even like open its mouth to push and like that's there's so much power in that just like relaxing your jaw to help oh, yeah. push. Um, you could see her like um, her perineum like stretching so it was just a beautiful video on like nature knowing what it needs to do and the innate intelligence of our bodies like has that same design where we just like we know how to birth if we just let go and trust it um, so anyway we had watched this a few days before and when I finished pushing on the toilet and Josh could like see the stretching perineum and like how much progress there had been, he was like, baby, you're doing so well. You're just like that elephant birthing. <laughs> <laughs> just what you want. 
<laughs> so I think everyone else in the room, like I knew it was a thing, everyone else was kind of like, did you just call him an elephant? <laughs> That's one stroke against me she has during this process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that is You had good funny. intentions with that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then even the midwives with their um, encouragement, like I think some of the things that they said that were really helpful was um, when that stretching feeling started setting in, like the burning and stretching as her head descended, mm-hmm. um, they were just like, um, they were like, that's great. Like think about it as stretching. Don't think about it as pain. Like concentrate on it being your, the thing that your perineum needs to do so that it doesn't tear. Mm-hmm. That was helpful. Like focusing my thoughts on like, it's stretching, it's not pain and mm-hmm. not labeling any of the, the sensations as pain. Yeah, yeah, changing your mindset is huge. And, and having someone just, remind you to do that is also yeah. huge. I think remembering in that moment, and this is for all of you pregnant moms that have maybe haven't given birth yet, that feeling, your your instinct can be to kind of like, like clench up because it is kind of intense. Mm-hmm. But I remember my midwife saying, just like, go into it. Like, just like, let go and just kind of push into that that stretching feeling and then you're working with your body and it that made a difference in my mind instead of like sucking back up and you just kind of push it back down like and get the baby out but Mm -hmm. that that was like one thing mentally you'll hold on to these weird things mentally maybe it'll be the elephant you'll be thinking of an elephant birthing but just you know just these little (laughs) tidbits like I would things would pop into my mind when I was giving birth so I like Mm -hmm. to remind people yeah definitely you know yeah so so did you end up giving birth on the toilet or did you get back in the bath? I got back in the bath and, okay. and yeah, carried on pushing there. Um, another sensation that was quite surprising to me was feeling her like feeling her head and my perineum like stretching down there. But then as soon as the contraction start, stopped, like after a couple of seconds, her slipping back. Mm-hmm. And I think if I hadn't, like my initial thought was, oh, I'm not progressing. Like I'm not, she like keeps slipping back and I right. could feel her like feet go like into my ribs again. And it was at first I was like, oh man, like I'm not doing it right. But um, the midwives were so good at just encouraging me with that. They're like, this is totally normal. Um, each time you're making, you're doing like three steps forward, a step back, but this is how the, the process goes. And like, mm-hmm. you're not, um, you're not like doing it wrong. It's just, how the how the body works and like slowly stretching the perineum so that was a surprising sensation like feeling her slip back and then go again and slip back yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and then yeah I carried on pushing in the tub and um her head was born and then she had shoulder dystocia mm-hmm. um and we had heard about it again I think on a podcast yeah I think yeah. so the other thing is during um uh pregnancy we listen to birth naturally podcast which is your guys and i would go there's a snowboarding hill in town and i go i would go every friday since the start of november and i just turn on birth naturally or happy home birth things the other one that we listen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, That's a good so one too. also as an encouragement to other moms and dads too is just hearing all the different stories of what can happen but mm-hmm. also how you can, how midwives and doulas and how moms themselves are just either like trained or just innately know what to do if something does go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I think a lot, again, a lot of people fear like, 
what if something goes wrong? What if something bad happens? And I might've been on your podcast where you talked about three major things going wrong is um, shoulder dystocia, two is not breathing, three is mom hemorrhaging after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the first two happened, but our midwives were able to handle it and make sure everything was working properly. So even though like the, so Sayla's head came out and she was stuck at, um, uh, her eyebrows were there for a couple contractions and then eventually the whole head came out. Um, but then she started, uh, another contraction later, I think it was, then her head started to go, uh, or she started doing the turtle or the turtle turtleneck or something like that, where her head just kind of goes back up into the, uh, vagina. And so she was getting a little stuck and, um, during this whole process too, I'd been sitting, for the last hour and a half, I'd been like sit, sitting or kneeling beside the bath and holding Hannah's head and holding her one leg up too, so that her pelvis can be a little open. And so like, I, it was cool for me because I got to have a front row seat to like exactly what was going on and encouraging her in that moment and seeing baby's head crown for the first time and like watching it come through. Um, and then when her head finally emerged, being like, oh, there she is. And just telling her along the way, hey, I see her hair. I see her skull. I see, oh, there's her eyebrows coming through. There's her whole head. Um, but then her whole head came through and then she was stuck. So then the midwife just like, okay, you need to move to a different position here. But since the bathtub was really small, the thing was she didn't want um, Hannah to be out of the water and then in the water, then out of the water. So it was like either you get out of the bathtub now or you stay in, but you need to make sure you stay low. So that way you're not going above and below and making baby start to breathe when she's not ready for that yet. Yeah. Um, so she turned around, went on to, she was on her side. She went on to all fours and then did a couple movements there. Um, but then baby was still stuck. So the midwife ended up doing one of the maneuvers that they do and just uh, pulling a little bit as well, just to get her out. And uh, then Sayla came, came out um, and then uh, she passed her to Hannah and Hannah put her through her legs and just started holding her. But at that point in time, uh, Sayla wasn't breathing yet. And she didn't start breathing until about a minute and a half uh, okay. after she was born. So um, I think in the moment for both of us, like we, we listened to your podcast, we had from some of the courses and books that we had read, like the reality is, I think it's like three to 4% of babies somewhere in there have shoulder dystocia. And in most cases, moving your body, getting into a lunge, getting into a squat, or do, having someone to do a maneuver uh, in like 96 or 97% of cases, like those things, they resolve and there's no uh, severe problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with breathing too, like you can have four or five, six minutes where there's, it's scary, it can be scary, but it's also um, not like once you get to that five, six minute point, that's where the trouble begins. Right. Her not breathing initially, like in the moment we were just like, okay, she's not breathing. Let's tap her feet, rub her chest, uh, like towel on her face. And that's so the midwives and uh, we were doing that as well, just trying to get her to take her first breath. And eventually what happened is they brought the, um, they brought the mask uh, for the oxygen uh, and they just put it on her and gave her two little puffs of like just room air, just like squeezed it. And that just brought her right around and she started breathing on herself. So I guess it's kind of like a little bit of blown interface slash uh, CPR, like two breaths. Then it was, she was good to go. But um, oh, in the, in the meantime too, like we had one of our birth, so we had a whole birth plan written out of things we would like to see and what to happen if complications happen or whatever. 
but we hadn't sent it to our midwives yet because she was two and a half weeks early. So um, <laughs> probably should have done that. Uh, so they could know what our thoughts or expectations were or whatever. But one of the big things on there was leaving the cord intact and delayed cord clamping. Mm -hmm. um, so even when like, so baby was, she, was, she wasn't breathing and then the midwife was like, okay, hey, we need to cut the cord. And literally one of them had the, uh, they'd clamped it and one of them had the scissors like around uh, the cord. Oh, no. Like, oh no, don't cut the cord. Um, <laughs> and because they wanted to get baby out and transfer to the bed so that they, if they had to do CPR, then there'd be a real surface for it. Mm -hmm. But we're like, no, don't do that. And so then finally they're like, okay, uh, they've denied it. So they just stuck around the side of the bed and then, again, wow. we, sorry, side of the bath. <laughs> I started slapping her feet. Hannah was kind of just talking to her and rubbing her chest and the midwives eventually, yeah, they gave her some air and she came right around and went from a blue and gray baby to bright red. And very red. Yeah. I think but that's one of the things that people get so nervous about home birth, like thinking like, what if something goes wrong? What if something goes wrong? And that's why midwives are so important. They know what to do in these situations, you know, and it makes you feel so much more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I think for us to like, in, since we had done some of the research into what like statistically it be like one or two out of every 10 babies uh has trouble breathing to this to start uh some yeah. sort of thing so it's like okay 10 to 20 percent chance they're not going to be breathing when they get out and then of that one or two 90 percent of those will come around if you start slapping their feet or uh, rubbing their chest or uh things like that right just to give them a little yeah. bit of stimulation. and then there's like small fraction of that that actually need air and most of those then still come around once you give them a couple puffs of air but yep. so i think in the moment both of us reflecting back like we we're like we have a video of the whole thing and in the moment we were both very calm and collected while that was happening just like okay we've heard of this we've we're kind of expecting that not expecting but like we realize this happens and we just have to get her get her breath going and it wasn't yeah. Like a freaking out session. I think the midwives are freaking out more than we were, which is uh, <laughs> wow. Um, I think that's that. What you're saying is like knowing at, for both mom and dad, because if, if if mom knows like this is within the range of normal, but dad doesn't, and he starts panicking, and you're seeing your partner panic, then that's not so great. But you both were educated, and you knew okay, this is normal. Everything's going to be okay. In all likelihood, everything's going to be okay, and that you can make better decisions. You know, right. you can leave the cord intact and because she's getting what she needs that yeah. way and you know yeah yeah it's definitely like looking at the video after the birth like it was almost more traumatic looking back at it oh yeah um so that was definitely something that was like quite difficult to like watch and yeah, like, we both relive. yeah. um but i also think it was like helpful in processing it yeah. like being able to see it again and like feel all the emotions. Right. Right. Yeah. So how has your recovery been? It's been good overall. Um, so I, I got a, I had a second degree tear, um, which apparently is like pretty normal for like a first time birth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like just with, with the maneuvers that they had to do with getting her shoulder unstuck, like I'm sure that that like, I don't yeah, know. That, did, that didn't help the situation, I'm <laughs> sure. Um, and then, yeah, so I had a couple stitches for that and was surprised at how like painful the first couple of days were just with recovery. I'd chosen to not like take anything for the pain with recovery either. Um, so yeah, the first couple of days were 
pretty sore. But since then, like, yeah, I've been feeling good. I started pelvic floor rehab like the next day. Um, and it was just little like keys that my pelvic floor physio had given me to like start right away. So that was helpful. Um, yeah, and overall, really good. Oh, I've been taking it easy, like being strict about the six weeks. Six weeks, no exercise. Yeah. 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 That is so important. Even if you're feeling good, your body had, has gone through something really major. Just give yourself some grace and some time. And like we always say, you will never get this time again to just, just lay low. Like the rest of your life with kids, you'll be, you know, like chasing someone, making meals, doing whatever. Um, just yeah, now's the, the time to take just, the couple weeks to just yep sit yeah. hang with your it. baby and snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're right in the middle of postpartum. Do you have any products that you've loved for yourself or for the baby? Um, for healing of like my perineum and everything, just post baby and stitches and everything. Um. I used witch hazel with like a rose oil and aloe vera in, and that was amazing. Like Mm -hmm. just cooling effect of that. Um, We had made some padsicles with that as well, but I, I didn't want to use them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then what was that oil? Clary, Clary Derm as well. Clary Derm. It was like a mixture of essential oils that um, I would also spray in with the witch hazel. And yeah, they just really help the cooling effect and, healing effects of those um other products i get during the right after birth too so um during birth i think a lot of people and myself too didn't realize how much blood could be lost or if you're in a bathtub that like the water color goes from white to red Mm -hmm. Uh, and that got that definitely surprised me but one of the things that we told midwives before as well we we, when, when she was in labor we said hey we have some shepherd's purse uh tincture we want to use like they the midwives bring a lot of different stuff they bring oxygen with them they bring drugs with them for like five different classes of anti-hemorrhagic drugs so if and if something goes wrong they have the means to figure it out but we told them up front like hey if she's bleeding too much we want to try using shepherd's purse first see how her body responds to that as well and so that's one of the things we use right after um birth as well she had a, cu- a couple droppers full of that and um so that was instead of using pitocin to help with like the placenta passing yeah um yeah the shepherd's purse replaced that yeah oh that's cool one of the i think one of the coolest things you notice is like so for the first hour after birth hannah bugs me now that i hogged her for the first hour after birth but (laughs) anna was getting stitched up so i had was she maybe was skin on skin with me and we were hanging out for i think you had her for the first 15 minutes but then she was getting stitched so i had her for 45 minutes so i got all the great oxytocin connection bonds but anyway (laughs) oh lucky you Daddy died. All right. Um, but then what happened was uh, we were using the shepherd's, like one, we used the shepherd's purse for her to, uh, to help stop the bleeding. But then we also did a breast crawl for, for Hannah and for Sela. Oh. So it started her down by her waist. And then it was so cool. Like over, it probably took about 20, 25 minutes um, for Sela to get up there. But like oh. the natural instincts of the baby, like kicking and pushing and trying to get up to the breast to feed is really cool being able to watch and making her work for making her work for it and learning 
in that way too. So that's um, so sweet. I love to see that. Oh my gosh. I think, uh, I think one of the cool things that Hannah noticed is like the amount of contractions that you feel when baby starts breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in there at the bed and then like immediately as soon as baby's latched on and took a couple sucks, she'd be like, oh my, my uterus is <laughs> I thought this was done. I thought I was done with that. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's such a beautiful story. And I love that you guys chose to do home birth with your first because not that many people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. Imagine going to the hospital after that. Like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> being able to turn off the lights and have everyone there who I'd chosen to be there, having my yeah. sister there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, halfway through, like pushing, I stopped and I was like, "What did I say?" <laughs> she says she's she's in like the middle of one of these contractions and resting between, and she just looks at all of us. She says, "You all are so awesome." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, like the next one, she's just like. I don't know. I don't see why like anybody voluntarily chooses to go to the hospital. Like this home birth is so amazing. And just again, dim lights, like uh, candles, just people there, no bright lights, no flashing, no business, just like Mm. peacefulness and just her working through it. And um, yeah, he had a couple good one liners in there. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really, really true. I, I've had two hospital births and one home birth so far. And uh, we were just talking about that this morning. My husband said, I don't understand why anyone would want to like have to make that drive to the hospital and then be in this room. I mean, I understand it works for some people, but now having experienced home birth, I'm like, oh, there's nothing like it. There really is nothing. Then getting in bed afterwards, your own bed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. so nice. So comfy. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um. What do people usually do? Like Facebook, Instagram, okay. Instagram or email, whatever you're comfortable okay. with. My Instagram handle is Dr. Hannah Corton, so D-R. Okay. Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, Corton, K-O-R-T-E-N. Um, and then the same on Facebook. I've got a page, okay. so Dr. Hannah Corton. Yeah, probably awesome. Be- we can put a link to that in the show notes then, so... People can uh, learn about you, you guys, what you do, or reach out if they have any questions. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, we're trying to build like a little community. I know you guys connected with Laura, who is also in the chiropractic community, and she was on our podcast. So we love that people can build their community. And, you Mm -hmm. know, even if it's online, it's... um, Get to know each other, ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. It, it was our first time talking to a husband and wife, and it was really cool to have a different perspective here. I really liked it. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Nice. So thank you for doing this. Oh, that was such a beautiful story. It's so cool to hear from people who were so informed and really took the time to learn so much before going into their first birth and first home birth. So that was such a cool thing to hear. Um, and Hannah and Josh have the most beautiful photos from their birth. So you have to go check them out on our Instagram. It's at birth naturally and give us a follow, send us a DM. And we are actually looking for more people to interview. So if you're interested in being on the podcast, please reach out. Thanks guys.